Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Ed's Auto Garage Podcast. But before we get started with the podcast, let's give a shout out to Arango Insurance Services. Arango Insurance Services is your traditional home auto commercial insurance brokerage that specializes in providing insurance to the automotive industry. From exotic and collector cars and private automotive collections to insuring automotive OEM repair shops, restoration shops, automotive component manufacturers, and even dealerships. We write coverages with many of the top carriers and we can customize a policy to fit your needs. Check us out, Arango Insurance Services at www.arangoins.com or call us at 949-887-1274. Again, 949-887-1274. And stay tuned to this podcast. It's a good one. Thanks. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ed's Auto Garage. Uh, as you can tell, I am coming to you live from within. No, I'm not in my garage. I'm at a dear friend's home here in uh, Laguna. Elise, Laguna Niguel, right, is where we are? Laguna, that yep. means by the ocean. Yep. <laughs> and we are here, and I am graced with uh, motorsport royalty here today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am here with no other than Linda Vaughn. Um, Thank you. If you are, if you are, you know, in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. There's no age. There's limit. no age limit. You know who you know, it's, Linda it's like, Vaughn is. And it's like music. There's no age limit to good music. Yeah, that's <laughs> and true. Look at hot rods. Exactly. So Linda, Linda has been gracious enough to spend some time here with me and this is new as you guys all know because i've never done this remotely so um bear with me this is the first to do this remotely with (laughs) (laughs) so um again thank you so much linda and and i want to say thank you to miss judy king who arranged all this absolutely such a good job in our industry and i'm real proud of her that's great yes friend of hers is a friend of mine right thank you so much i've known judy 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 is with e part trade and i've known judy since we were 14 15 years old and dear friend of my wife's growing up and um yeah she's been a real big supporter and she is she is basically has been a trailblazer just just like Linda, but taking it to the together. next yeah, she's level. She's taking it to the next level, and I'm so proud of what she's doing. I told her one day in the bank, I said, Judy, the way things are going in our industry, why don't you start your own business? Little did I know they were there to borrow money to start their own business. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why she looked at me that way. <laughs> and then she finally told me what they were doing, and I've been jumped right on. I was a part of it all the way. You've been I with her the whole time. And, and especially with what's happening with our pandemics and everything to, to keep people visual and and involved with what's going on in our world it's right. been really a tough few years it really has so this is a real i mean this is a plug judy doesn't know this this is a plug for no. epar trade if you That's are right. in the motorsports industry and you are a business uh not consumer 
you know, not, hey, average Joe, I want to buy a muffler. No. But if you're a business, a business. within the industry sure. of motorsports, check out ePartTrade online. And so, I'll back it up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, tell us a little bit. You know, I know that you, over the years you've had people ask you these questions over and over, and I, I don't want to sound repetitive. Now, Ed, what is your question? <laughs> My question is, what, what, what was it like as a girl growing up in Georgia, because you're from Georgia, yes, I um, um, being exposed to the auto racing scene, how was that for you? Well, growing up, I used to slip off and go to the races on Saturday night, and I have this white blonde hair. I'd come home every Saturday night. I'd get a whipping because I had to be in church the next morning, and Mother made me go wash my hair, and I'd cry myself to sleep. But this went on for about three Saturdays in a row, and finally she goes, well, I'm going to go down there and see why you're getting a spanking every Saturday night. She went down there, and she got hooked. She liked it because I was slipping down there watching the dirt races on this Georgia red clay track, and I'd come home a redhead. So, <laughs> so I was so interested in watching the competition. And then all of a sudden, I had this boyfriend. I was growing up, and we started the Road Raven Club. He had a 57 Chevrolet. So I had to say, you know, we need to form a club. I had the Road Ravens and the Ravenettes, and I started getting the girls. The girls would get jealous on Friday nights because the guys wouldn't take them anywhere. I said, can y'all cook? Learn how to cook. We'd cook food and take it over to the garages and would get to polish on the cars and hang out with the guys. So I started back then as young as 17 with Jimmy Lee Newberry and a 57 Chevrolet doing things for the industry. I went out his Charlie Speed Shop, and for Christmas I paid $5 down and $5 a week for my first Hearst Shifter to go in that 57 black Chevrolet. <laughs> but you never really saw it as really, I can imagine, you didn't think of it as really like, I'm getting into this industry. It just kind of evolved for you. And absolutely. Each time was a stepping stone. Right. And then there were these beauty contests, and Jimmy goes, well, you can't enter that. You won't win. You're from the Redneckville in Dalton, Georgia. And I go, watch me. <laughs> when he said I can't win, I was determined I was going to go down and win Miss Atlanta Raceway, and I did. And that opened the door for me. I was in victory lane. I got to kiss Fred Lorenzen, which made him jealous. But that's okay. I'd never been kissed by a Yankee. <laughs> I about fell off the car. But it was an experience I'll never forget because I got exposed to, to the Pure Oil Company and to more people in racing. And I got to meet the great Junior Johnson, Richard Petty, Joe Weatherly, Curtis Turner, Booper, my best friend in the whole wide world. She was working for the Pure Oil Company at the time. So it just evolved into another job. I entered Miss Firebird and I won that. So my career was getting started. But in the meantime, I was going to school and I was a dental technician. And I told my dentist, I said, I'm going to have to quit because I'm going racing. And I got a job as Miss Firebird that summer. And I got to go to all the visiting uh, racetracks and ride in their pace car and ride on the shifter, I mean, on the uh, Firebird. And then I met George Hurst at Daytona the following year and Wally Parks from NHRA. And the doors started opening big time. He says, I'd like for you to be in my beauty contest. And he gave me a hot rod magazine. 
It says, we're looking for a new Miss Hurst Golden Shifter. She must have a good personality, like racing, which I love, know what she's talking about, which I did, and I could drive cars, which I have, and uh, and have sound teeth. And I go, are you looking for a race queen or a race horse? And sound teeth? <laughs> and sound teeth, because I'm a dental technician. Right, right. So I guess he wanted us to have really pretty teeth when we smile for Hot Run Magazine. So there, there so were... There were that contest 200 girls and I won it so that was in 1966 and I've been working ever since and there were there were girls 200 girls in the contest but there were other hearse yeah there were other girls hearse before girls. yeah that Patty Flannery I guess she had false teeth I don't know <laughs> all I know is he wanted somebody with sound teeth <laughs> so you came up I mean you kind of came Stepped up at the time the with Wally Parks too oh, yeah, during the yeah. time of NASCAR yeah. starting yeah and well, he offered me a job but I'd rather have gone to work for hearse because I could go to all the races not just dot car racing I could go to IndyCar right, races right. I could go to drag races right. and I wanted to do it all so I started building up my reputation and worked my butt off. 134 events my first year in 1966. How Almost killed me. How smart of you I to got think that way. But here I got to learn more about cars and shifters and clutches and flywheels and competition. And I've always loved American cars. So the Pontiacs and the Oldsmobiles and the Chevrolets and the Fords, I was right there a part of it. Just loved every minute of it. So did, so I got hooked. That was my drug of choice was motorsports. <laughs> motorsports. <laughs> so you, I mean, I'm assuming you were exposed to some of the manufacturer's principles. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. like DeLorean with GTO and Pontiac well, and all of that. That was George Hearst's first big company that he signed OEM, original, original equipment manufacturer, right. for Pontiac. And uh, I was Miss Pontiac in 1962, and then Miss Hurstgold and Shifter in 66. So it all went together really well, and I'd work the trade shows, race on Sunday, sell on Monday. i become a part of that whole marketing scheme that we had going on there. And it snowballed. It got bigger and bigger and bigger, and I was busy, 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 traveling all over, everywhere, just uh, loving every minute of it. But it got, got me a little sick there. I had to take a little time off and get tonsils taken out because 134 events the first year. Wow. I had to get uh, well again, so I so only did 100 the next year. <laughs> two or three, almost two, almost two or two events a week. I know that's what it was. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't, I've never had a pet until now because <laughs> I was always gone. Sure. I've had cats, but I've never had a dog until now. And thank God I have my dog now. I know what you folks out there love your animals because he was wonderful to me during the pandemic. I just, he gained 10 pounds and I think I gained 20. <laughs> All I did was cook and eat. He's my <laughs> boyfriend. His name is Curly Joe Cocker. <laughs> That's the dog's name. Yeah. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> so, so... So you were you were smart in the sense of knowing stick with Hearst oh, and not go into one facet or one right. company. Right. I turned down Playboy Penthouse, all those things because once you expose you're over. And I've never done anything like that, never will and, and wouldn't want to because I promised my mother I'd always do the right thing and sure. make her proud and I have made her proud and and, of course, I wouldn't be in the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America had I not taken with pride and done my job. And I keep receiving awards and things, which is the love and the passion we all have for motorsports. 
And it's been hard at times, and I've lost friends along the way. Sure. And uh, I've fallen in love a few times, and I've watched them die a few times, and it was been hard. It wasn't easy, but it was my passion that keeps me going. And so long people still want me, I'm still going to do it. I'm booked sure. into next year already. I'm thrilled to death. Wow. <laughs> it's wonderful. You came. I mean. I mean, you came in a period of time where I mean, you're coming into a mo to motorsports, which was male, oh yeah, male dom dominated, absolutely. So you had you as a beautiful woman had to establish your boundaries. Be smart, be truthful, honest. Get along with the wives and the ladies because I am a lady myself. Sure. And I took my mother with me and she'd make my costumes. We'd be sexy and cute, but we'd never go overboard. We never would do anything that would embarrass anybody. And I treated it as if it were my religion and my family because I'm married to racing. I really am. I have no children. I'm not married. And I am married to this industry and sport, which that's what I chose to do. And I think the good Lord blessed me to put me where I am because Lord knows how much fun I've had and I've had my ups and downs, but I got to travel the world with uh, Mario Andretti when we did the Formula One circuit. I got to spend time with the late Jimmy Clark, as I'm sure you was going to ask mm -hmm. me something yeah, about but Jim Jimmy. Clark. And, and uh, the love and the passion that goes along with it. So it's great stories. I hope to do a lot of books before I die. I've already done one, but I'm working on number two right now. <laughs> That's good. And number two, I mean, can you give us any hints well, on number it's two? It's just to kind of pick up where number one was more of a, a pictorial, and I told a few stories along the way, but people write to me and ask me about Jimmy and ask me about AJ and Mario. Hell, I could probably write a book on AJ. <laughs> And you and AJ were kind of like, I mean, the way I saw you, you guys were like brother and sister. We, we hooked horns a few times. And, yeah. And, but I kept him and Mario from killing each other a few times because <laughs> I'm telling you, I even invited them all to my house in Atlanta one time for dinner, and I had Lloyd Ruby there. And Lloyd said, sister, you're smart. And he goes, they're either going to eat everything or fight. And I go, they're going to eat. <laughs> I said, we need to make sure we all are on the same page and nobody gets hurt. Because Atlanta Speedway was very high banked and very dangerous, and we were going to run two races, the twin IndyCar races out there. And I wanted everybody to be safe. I've always been a part of safety. George Hurst, you know, invented the the uh, how, the uh, uh, the uh, jaws, jaws of, life, of life. The yeah. jaws of life, and the jaws of life has saved so many people. And I've always been very safety conscious with the flywheels and the clutches and the shifters and making sure we build things so the fire wouldn't come up through the firewall and the NASCAR races. And drag racers have developed so many great safe parts for our street cars because I'm a muscle girl. I got a big block 455 Hearst Olds at the house. Nice. I drove my Chevrolet over here today. I got that CTSV Cadillac. Well, you I'm do. Nice. nice. I can't help myself. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. So I've always heard, I've, I've heard, always heard it, heard you refer, referred to as Miss Hearst Golden Shifter. Is there something other than golden? Was there a regular shifter and then there was a golden shifter? Or? Well, the title was Golden Shifter because George Hearst's paint schemes were gold and white and gold and black. Got it. And we made a few golden shifters, but there's nothing like a real good-looking stainless steel yeah, shifter. Yeah, that's true. But that was the title, and I own the rights to the Miss Hearst Golden Shifter, oh, even till today. Great. And it's wonderful to, to represent the company, although it's been sold five times. I don't even know who has it now. I still 
represent Hearst with all my heart and soul forever. I love it. That's fantastic. And if, if America would build the same stuff that they used to build and stand strong behind our good things that we built in this industry, I think we'd get more jobs and a lot more business for America again. Yeah, here, here. I, I, I agree yeah, with you I on that. I used to start my shows off by saying, Hi, I'm Linda Vine, Miss Hearst Golden Shifter, and we are the car business of America. And I love doing that. It's like I grew up with rock and roll music. I mean, I grew up in the 60s, rocking and rolling and sure, racing. Right. And everything, there's no age limit to any of it. I mean, you can go to, say, a Barrett Jackson auction. It does my heart so good to walk in and see a nice GTO or, or anything with a Hearst Shifter in it, original Hearst Shifter sure. in it. Sure, yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> exactly. we built them strong and we were non-union and we took care of our own. We even had blind folks working in the building and because they had a touch and a feel about quality. they touch and see if everything was smooth before it was put in that box to be shipped. I mean, George Hurst was a, he was wow. a saint, absolutely a saint. Wow, yeah, what a smart yeah, man. Yeah, brilliant man, really and truly. And uh, I sure wish I had one of those Pontiacs. I, I kind of had to sell a few of my cars when I got real sick because of hospital bills. Yeah. And... Um, I wish I had one of my Pontiacs. <laughs> I miss them. <laughs> I never had any children. My cars are my kids. <laughs> so, so, so you you worked at at you you were kind of the ambassador for Hearst, but then you also became an employee of Hearst. Well, after about uh, four to five years, George says. I'm going to make you a corporate company employee, and I'm going to send you a turkey or a ham every year. I said, send me one of each. I got 13 brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Uh, yeah, I became a, a, a part of the company in marketing and uh, PR and advertising. I worked with the greatest man in the world, Jack Duffy. Jack Duffy left RCA. He was the one that had the dog listening to the yeah, the RCA, yeah. and went to work for George Hurst. And we turned Hurst into a household word, yeah. just like Richard Petty and STP. We were at Hurst, and I just loved all our events and shows. And getting invited, i never forget this as long as I live. I was invited to Detroit for the SAE. Do you know what the SAE is? No, I... automotive engineers. I was invited to speak to the automotive engineers, and I had a line a mile long. And here comes uh, uh, Lee Coca and Carol Shelby. I was so proud that they they had all their friends over there in my line getting a poster. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that was wonderful. It's one thing to be kind of the the face. For hers, but you also knew the products. Knew the products, marketing. See, and I, you like would I say, talk. You, race, you race on Sunday and you sell on Monday, and then I'd go to the warehouse distributors. I'd go to the speed shops. I even still do it every once in a while now because I think it's so important for our industry and, and our sport to grow, and I think it keeps it. There's, like, there's no age limit. My daddy's car, I loved it. Then, in a 32 Roadster, and I ended up building a 33 Roadster because there's no age limit because it's class, it's beautiful. And I used everyone in the industry, like Budnick built me the wheels, uh, the valve built me the windshields, glorious, just like an Auburn, it's gorgeous. <laughs> and, and I named it the Sports Rod. Was on the cover of Street Rider magazine with sports it. Sports rod. Uh, okay. It was a sports car and a hot rod combined, and a woman design. And I worked with several women that made the the, 
and Ford did the engine. That's the only Ford product I ever had, but Edsel was so kind to work with us, and uh, we really smoked tires, honey. <laughs> Goodyear supplied the tires. Goodyear still works with me. I still work with Goodyear every chance I get. Stu Grant's one of the most wonderful engineers at, at Goodyear, and all the people at Goodyear have been my family. So I'm pretty true blue to all the companies I've worked with all these years. I can imagine that while you were while you were um, in doing the circuits and, and going to the tracks and all of this, I mean, obviously you 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 gain a rapport and and a friendship with all these racers, and I'm I'm assuming that these racers also kind of looked after you too oh, and protected you it's amazing some of them treated me like i was their little sister <laughs> yeah i could imagine i never had any trouble with fans bothering me or anything except one time and it wasn't in in uh, at monza like jackie stewart said don't let them pinch you it was at a race we went to in puerto rico and they pushed the fence over to get to bob uh riggle that was driving the hearse him under glass and you should have seen george hearse jack duffy and bob riggle jump down those guys I said, don't touch it. Boy, they didn't. <laughs> That's the only time I ever almost hit somebody. Really? So I've always been treated very, very nicely. And uh, it's good. The respect. And we've appeared on the board of the ships and the Navy. Sure. We flew with the Blue Angels, and I threw up all over the cockpit. But they'd do the, the air shows. We'd do the ground shows. We worked together with the Hearst team under glass. It's just snowballed into so many activities along the way that it was never a dull moment. I mean, I'm just amazed that they still invite me. I love it. So in the 60s, did you ever participate? And I don't know the answer to this question. But did you ever participate with any of the USO or any of the Bob Hope events or any of that? Oh, of course I did. You so did? Bob Hope gave me my award at SEMA. Uh, the person of the year, Bob Hope. I was introduced to Bob Hope at the Indy 500 by Mr. Tony Hellman and uh, uh, Brigadier General and a four-star general, General Lassiter and General LeMay. And yeah, they introduced me. And then we went the next day up to Watkins Glen and went to the Formula One race. And I met Jimmy Clark for the first time. Wow. And I fell madly in love with those brown eyes. There was just something radiant about Jim Clark's eyes, the way he looked at me and the way he spoke to me. What a gentleman. He was the, the true gentleman racer. And uh, we became friends, and we dated for a while. And I was so proud of him when he came to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So everything snowballed into another part of my life. Wonderful. It was just beautiful. And uh, Bob Hope gave me, I still have the cigarette ladder, although I didn't smoke. He gave me a gold cigarette ladder with his nose on it, <laughs> and thanking me for doing the Armed Forces shows. So and I walked out, and I said, I don't sing, I don't dance, but I can sure shift your gears. And everybody <laughs> went crazy. <laughs> So I can imagine too. I mean, I know that you. I mean, I know that you. You did. You were in. Um, was it uh, Gumball oh, Rally? Movies, couple yeah. movies. Yeah. So did Hollywood come calling and oh, kind of yeah. like, hey, yeah. come on they, down? They did. They did. But I would read the scripts and I chose a few to do. Burt Reynolds, a dear friend of mine. Paul Newman, Gene Hackman, just the real true stars of our industry and sport. They all love racing. Yeah. And I got to be with them. I mean, I just treat them like I would anybody else. Sure. Everybody else has to eat, sleep, drink. And go to the bathroom the same way. I never <laughs> treated Paul Newman any different than I would anybody else. And I think that's why we hit it off so well. Uh, of course, A. 
AJ was one of the most cantankerous ones to get up, put up with. AJ Foyt, yeah. <laughs> He'd say, you like Mario better than you like me. And, oh, God. I said, y'all shut up. And you have a good relationship with both oh, of yeah, them. I was just with, with Mario. Mario last month. I oh, really? flew into Indianapolis, and my girlfriend, Nancy George, and I were guests at his granddaughter's wedding. And we went to Michael's house, this big, gorgeous mansion out there. They had the most lovely wedding. And I kind of felt sad for Mario when I saw him sitting in the pew at the wedding by himself because he'd just lost his wife yeah. and he lost his brother and yeah, he lost his, his nephew. And I was really sad for him. And then after that, we all started drinking and eating and it became an Italian wedding. So... <laughs> It was lovely getting to spend time with Mario. And I think Michael's working on an F1 team or oh, something that he's got something I cooking. Know. I don't know anything. <laughs> he's got something I cooking. I don't tell him the boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with Tony Stewart and Leah. I don't know a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot, but I never tell. Good. In fact, Good. I reflect, in fact, I flew from the motorsports. Excuse me, Hall of Fame with Leah Pruitt and uh, Tony Stewart down to Indianapolis and went to the wedding, and uh, Tony dropped me off in his big jet. It was fun. <laughs> what do you think of? What do you think of? They're forming a team, you know, for next year. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, oh, and then, I mean, and they're talking about doing formula in Vegas. Yeah, they're talking about that. But that track, we don't want any more accidents like what we had with uh, Jan Welburn. So I'm hoping they really reconsider some things and make the track safer. I love the track, but it needs a few little things done to it. Mm-hmm. They're going to go to Miami, too. I watched, did you watch the Formula One the other day? Oh Yeah, yeah. yeah my sons up. were there. Yeah. My sons flew oh, out. Yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah. I didn't go because I wasn't quite feeling well enough. I should have gone. I've been there before with uh, Chip Canassi and his team when the sports cars ran. And uh, I was kind of upset I wasn't there, but I watched television all day long last Sunday as we could go. It was like, it was, it was everything. It was everything. It was, it was the biggest, I it think it came at number two, was the highest rated TV show for the day and, and everything. it was lovely. Well, so was Nashville, really good for IndyCars. It, it was really good, but that track's a little bit too tight and too short. But now Austin, they've got it together. That's an awesome track, and I'm glad I've gotten to go there and see it for real. But I thought they, it was an outstanding, outstanding race. I enjoyed it. The competition was great, and it, it had the biggest crowd, 400,000 for the two days. On race day was almost 150,000, so yeah. that was perfect. Yeah. It's good to see us getting jobs again back in our country and getting back together. Yeah. And the fans were so receptive. Did you see that crowd? How oh, yeah. beautiful. It was wonderful. Of course, it's Texas. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think the FIA's eyes yeah. opened oh, up and absolutely. they went and they went holy moly yeah, look what's going absolutely. on in the United States yeah look what's happening in the United States so now they're talking about Miami yep that's no Miami yeah. and you know so um there's well, nothing like Daytona though I always go to Daytona every February in, in HRA every February I mean it's just part of Florida. my life oh absolutely yeah. and Sebring Sebring's a good Sebring, track oh yeah Sebring ooh yes <laughs> That's a whole nother story. <laughs> James Garner drove for us down there. And then, then we went off-road racing. James Garner drove for us in the off-road races. In Baja? Oh, yeah. We won. And of course, the 500 or the 1,000 or something. Yeah. yeah, we did well. Steve McQueen drove the Baja boot for us one year. So I got acquainted with all these folks. But like I say, I'm a country girl from Georgia. I treat everybody the same. If you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. That's the way to be. Sure. Do absolutely. unto others as you have them do unto you. Yeah. Look. 
Linda, the era, the era, the era of the '60s and the '70s. Um, you're at the track a lot. You're you're seeing everything going on. You probably saw some pretty scary accidents too. Oh, absolutely. I've lost friends. Uh, we've learned through our mistakes. The first time it is a mistake. The second time would be stupidity. That's George Hurst was not stupid. That's why he developed the jaws of life. That's why we have the fire retardant uniforms. Thank you. God bless you, Bill Simpson, for saving so many lives. Saving me, especially in the pits in India. You can't see the fuel. When yeah. I splashed on my legs, had I not had on a Simpson uniform, I would have been burnt beyond recognition. Really? And uh, just the things that we've learned all working together for safety and SEMA approved. And uh, we have to work together to save our sport. And I think, for instance, Austin, I mean, they set us on fire. It was beautiful. It yeah. was outstanding. Yeah. Nashville, outstanding. I wanted to go back and run Indianapolis. All the guys want to run the Oval. I think the Oval racing at Indianapolis should come back stronger than ever. And I really wish Pinsky well. He's had a real rough few years yeah. with his health and with, with what happened with the pandemic. But uh, Indianapolis is still the greatest lady of all. So, so I mean, because you've done, you've done, you know, drag racing as oh, well. Yeah. And it, do you prefer one over the other? Or Why, you... heck no, I like it all. Well, there you go. <laughs> In February, I'm going to Daytona 500. I'm going to the Winter Nationals, where I first saw you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> did you see me on top of my Hearst shifter car? I probably, I believe track. I did. Listen to the thing, is that, how, how safe did you feel being on top of those things? Well, we practiced safety, uh, okay. especially at Seabird. I'll never forget why the wires broke. But you couldn't see there were uh, invisible wires that held the shifter on the back of the platform on the Hearst Oldsmobile or the Hearst Pontiac, whatever vehicle we used. But we practiced at Daytona before I went. And it, sure enough, it broke at Seabrin right after Daytona. One of the lines uh, broke? One of the lines broke, and I dove into the back of the seat. So I was always prepared to take care of myself because George didn't want me to get hurt. Sure, and sure. And I certainly didn't want to get of course. scrambled out there on the track. <laughs> so I never got hurt, God bless. I never got hurt. Because I know that the yeah, shifter yeah. had, like, I could see a handle. Well, it had, yeah, it had a... It had a a part that went up in the shifter held then the wires were invisible wires that held it tight to the platform then i had a handle yeah i would always see it. you grab and wave yeah, and yeah, then grab yeah. and then turn and, and then wave I, I, you'd see me walk around well i would be stepping around those invisible wires was oh them together. oh yeah. i didn't realize yeah, that so i had to do it gracefully to do the bow and then i'd step back over and you have to be careful with the wire so so as as and it went ping and i went to the back seat <laughs> So you had, you had, you were, um, you Safety hit a point, <laughs> well, definitely, you hit a point where you were so busy that you had to bring on additional girls. Oh, I got so busy, uh, I was making myself sick trying to do so much, and I asked George, I said, George, I need help, let me start the Herstet program. And he goes, how much is that going to cost? We put together a budget. Okay, how many pairs of stockings did y'all go through that first month? I said, how did our legs look? I said, Lisa, <laughs> I said, I'm going to, I got leg stockings to be a sponsor with us because we'd tear up stockings, maybe two or three pair a day. But we had the prettiest legs out there. I mean, they were my professional models. Yeah, and, exactly. And the mother made the outfits and... And uh, we tried to look really pretty and have come up with a different outfit every event. And, and uh, it was hard working those girls sometimes. I had to get a little rough with them and tell them, look, what y'all do when you're not at the track is your business. And what you do at the track is my business. 
And if you want to be paid and become young ladies like this, then you have to do this, this, and this, because I ruled the roost. Yeah. <laughs> it was my hard work that got them there. And you know what? The girls become so much a part of my life. I felt like they're all my little sisters. I only had trouble with one, and I had to fire her, and which I did. Yeah, but I mean, but they were representing yep. the brand and, and the me. marketing and, and you me. and me. Yeah, and I wanted the ladies to respect them because I had to earn that respect. Sure, and uh, I would not never let them get out of line. No, and, and I mean because you became a brand I yourself. Could, well, I did, and I had to send them to the store openings, and I wasn't going to send, say, Junebug. She was that little tiny one, the cutest thing in the world to uh, Pet Boys uh, by herself, so I'd send Shelly, which was a big tall one, and they'd go into a store opening, but I'd have security for them, and we'd look after them. But they became so popular. I mean, we really we really had it going. <laughs> Did, was there a time that you, uh, this was a question I haven't heard asked, is, is was there ever a time that you actually had to have security with you going oh, places? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Really? Well, yeah, it became more popular and more popular you became, the more dangerous it became outside your industry, not within the racetrack, not within, because uh, uh, everybody looked after us, you know, like brothers. Right. But uh, outside, yeah, we were careful because, you know, this day and time, you have to be careful. Sure. I even have to be careful today. As old as I am, you still have to keep eyes in the back of your head. You don't know what's back there. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm pretty self, I yes, I'm very safety conscious. I mean, I change my alarm system all the time. I have a gun in every room. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to. Uh, but we had really good security. Tom Seifert worked with me for 40 years. And even today, I can't pay him. We don't have the security budgets anymore. But when I go to India, he's still my security. And I think that's wonderful. That's great. But we all, his family's my family. His children are watched grow up. So, you know, we're a happy family in this sport. Well, you know, you could go to breakfast with them in the morning, and you might be going to a funeral home at night. So we're very serious about what we do and who we're with, and we love it. It's it's passion. It's true love. If you ever heard of true love, this is true love. Motorsports. That's great. That's that's. What do you what? What's your take? You said you mentioned like Leah Pruitt. What do you? What is your take on these girls that are racing? I mean, oh, you, I think it's great. It well, Muldowney okay. and I work together. We help Muldowney, and I just did a show with, with Lynn St. James. Yeah, I just did a show with Lynn St. James. She ran eleven times at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I got her some sponsors, and she's a great friend. And Janet Guthrie is a great friend. Muldowney. She was a rough and tough girl, but boy, she kicked butt and took names, and, and still really popular today. We see each other about once or twice a year. But these girls, they've earned it. I mean, they I really respect them. I never wanted to compete, although I took some driving schools so I could talk about it, like mm -hmm. when I'm commentating for Smart. Pro Stock. Uh, I like to know. And it scared the hell out of me, but I enjoyed it. And I went to the Montable Salt Flats. I ran 207 and the, the Oldsmobile. I did the time trials. I, I, wait, I wait, 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 wait! You went really fast over this. Wait, you went two hundred and seven miles an hour on the bottom of sock plants. Scared the heck out of me. <laughs> I went through the lights going, "Oh, S H I T." Woo! Well, I did it, and it made me very aware of what was around me. When you push the clutch in, and you're drifting on the salt. It's an eerie feeling, but Whoa. if you don't do it just right, you can flip it. 
Oh, so I I've learned a lot because I have a fast little sports car, which I don't talk about too much. But, you know, Ferraris run fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to learn more about the clutch and shifting. And, uh, but it's nothing like a muscle car, though. I just, mother said, ain't you ever going to grow up? And I said, no, ma'am, as I handed her the keys to her own Hearst Oldsmobile. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> she was as bad as me. <laughs> it's now in the Daytona museum at the Daytona Speedway folks that car? and I hope that y'all go in there's a beautiful museum and that lovely 79 Hearstalls is my car that I bought my mother it's gorgeous it looks like a brand new and I've taken such good care of it and it's at the museum now. it's in the museum yeah wow I gave it to the museum wow how wonderful <laughs> to honor her and, and the sport and the Osmobile they what was that commercial years ago it's not my dad's Osmobile but it was my mother's <laughs> So, so the the saying we've all heard for so many years, you know, race on Sunday, sell, sell on, on Monday. Monday. Did you really see that happening? Oh, absolutely. You saw? Absolutely. And, and the numbers and the manufacturers at Oldsmobile and, and at Hertz, they saw the numbers moving. Oh, absolutely. We, uh, we knew how to market it and sell it. And um, the marketing was so vitally important. And uh, even some of the ads today I see, I just... I just still love all the old traditional ads and things. I've saved a lot of them. So I can imagine that... that um, you know, Ford does a great job. When they win a race, they're, the next day they're advertising, as well as the other companies. Not to take away from the other companies, I don't. Right, right, right. Yeah. No. So what do you think is going to happen to the sport moving forward? What, 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 uh, well, what, if we get our world straightened out with this disease yeah. and, and get ourselves together, I clean that up, uh, let people <laughs> go back to being built with pride and loving their cars. And I think it's got we got plenty of generations to go. I mean, everybody loves their cars. My first love was that 57 Chevrolet. Yeah. And then Jimmy, he's cute. <laughs> Yeah. I always had this thing for Jimmy's. My first kiss was a Jimmy. And then my first world champion was Jimmy Clark. So <laughs> I yeah. just love the vehicles. I really do. And Jim, yeah. and, and, and Jim Clark was with Lotus at the time. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that little green Lotus. With a, yeah. yeah, with uh, the, what was it, the Cosworth? Colin Chapman, the yeah, Cosworth the engine. Yeah. Right. And the engineers from Cosworth, I still see at the Speedway. And, and, uh, and then Eric Bradley, who gentleman who built the Lolas and right. Bruce McLaren and of course Shelby and right. Ford versus Ferrari I was a part of all that I wow. loved it yeah did, did you did you get uh, during your career the I was going to ask yeah. exactly did I you get to, to Le Mans? Mans I went to Monza Italy and really Spa Belgium I went to uh, uh, Silverstone I've been just about all over the world wow yeah yeah. And it was such an honor to walk out on the track at Monza and they go, Linda, American flag they wear. Linda, <laughs> Linda. I came home with so many Ferrari souvenirs. I was looking at my flags yesterday. I still got my flag hanging in my guest bedroom. Oh, my. <laughs> A Ferrari flag hanging in the best I, I'm just I'm crazy. <laughs> it's, wow. a, it's a real honor to, to work with all these people. And, and um I'm not through yet. Yeah. Yeah. So long the Lord blesses me and I stay healthy. I'm having a few problems with my heart right now, but we're working on it. So it's like I hit my oil changed, you know. <laughs> oil changed. <laughs> so what's next for Linda? Where's Where's Linda's Linda's next? going 
to the drag race tomorrow in Las Vegas, and I'm going to okay. stay in Las Vegas for the uh, SEMA next, show. next yeah, week. Uh, SEMA's, uh, I'm in the SEMA Motorsports Hall of Fame, so I'll be there for the luncheon and the breakfast and the dinners and the, the new uh, products. And uh, Leno's speaking on Tuesday morning. We got the NHRA on Wednesday morning. There's no sleep. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And I'm Great not a gambler. I, I just uh, maybe occasionally go to a show, but this show's very hard. Yeah. And I have Mike Gary's got my little, my, he made me a little scooter with a hearse shifter on it. <laughs> so I can get my scooter and ride from the hotel into the convention is 18 miles. So that's 18 miles of walking and yeah. I can't do it. So I got my scooter. So I scooter pooed all over the place. <laughs> and, and and then you've got the the... You're working on the on book number two? Yeah, just, uh, I started a little bit last year, just, just writing things down. Just kind of, just starting yeah. to Somewhere I've it. lost my PA thing. I used to talk into it. I don't know what I've done with it. I can't find half the stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, thank you so much oh, for doing this welcome. for me. And then, what was that one question you weren't going to ask me until we got through? We did the beginning, the middle, now the end. Yeah, we did the end. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I think we covered it. I think we actually did cover it, talking about Well, I've always Jim wanted Clark. to have a 12-car garage. And if I sell my house in California, I think I'll have enough money, and I go back to Georgia, I could build me a 12-car garage, Probably. and we'll have Linda's garage. <laughs> yeah, there we go, Linda's garage. Wouldn't that right? be a great time? Yeah, Linda, Linda's Ed auto garage. Visit, Ed, Linda, Ed, come visit Linda's garage. <laughs> Again, thank you, Linda, My so much. Pleasure. Thank I you. It's appreciate a real so pleasure. much. Thank I you. I enjoyed it. I hope your folks enjoyed it. I think so. And so, thanks everybody for listening. And here we go, guys. Everybody, the beautiful thank Linda you. Vaughn. Thank you. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Come back soon, Snaggy. <laughs>